Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian. <laughs> and I'm Inessa. This is the X-Men Files, the podcast where first we giggle, then we talk about the X-Men. I didn't actually giggle this time because you did, you, you you did, did not you did not ask me. What you no. Did. Well no, you just you didn't ask me to be quiet. In fact, I only knew that you were recording the room tone because I saw the little jobby moving. Yeah. And uh but by you that chuckled time, anyway. By that well, yeah, but it wasn't really usually it's just really hard what, for me to be quiet what during exactly the, was it? the room tone. It was a chuckle. Okay. But I said chuckle and then you said no. Different from a giggle. Okay, fair. The giggle is like giggle. sometimes it's just really hard for me to not laugh during the quiet part, okay. but today it was easy. Okay, so it was it was not a giggle, it was yeah. a chuckle. Anyway. All right. Um, I'm having all kind of trouble with the other uh, volume, um, the input. I think you're coming in fine, but I'm, I'm not. I'm going to scoot back a tiny, tiny bit. Okay. You're coming in too loud? Yeah, I'm coming in too loud. Hmm. Yep. Uh, that's how we do it in Kentucky, loud and proud. Loud and proud. Loud and proud. Uh, that is a reference to The Amazing Race, a season that is probably like 10 years old by yep. now. Season 20. Season 20. We are watching. Uh, two, two folks from Kentucky, uh, delighted to see some of um, some of my, not countrymen, my statemen. Statemen. Your... My statement. <laughs> yeah, your my fellow Kentuckians. Yes. Uh, it's great to see fellow Kentuckians uh, on TV. But why um, do they have to be? <laughs> one of the guys is just he brought his Larry the Cable Guy A game, <laughs> and look, I get it, man. Like Kentucky, it, we, we've got we've got all sorts there. Uh, I, I'm 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 delighted that I'm that I'm part redneck. <laughs> I just you know it's like. Tone it down a little, yeah. Oh a little one god. note. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. He's just dude. Yeah. <laughs> get her done. <laughs> you get her done. You yeah. He's just, yeah. Um, he's horrible. Uh, well, I mean, I I I don't want to be like mean about it. Um, he's horribly it's just, loud. He's a little over the top. Yeah. As, as you put it once, I can't remember who you were describing. It's like so and so. Somebody was like a little too much. Kiss my grits. <laughs> 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 that's it's definitely what he's got. Who was I talking about? Um, actually, I think you might have been talking about Paula Dean. Yeah, probably Paula Dean, who <laughs> comes across like uh, like Michelle Obama <laughs> compared to this <laughs> compared guy. Compared to this guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I couldn't come up with a better like counterexample on that, but but yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, you know, is that what you will Paula about Dean Michelle who Obama? Who comes across like Shelby Foote compared to this guy? Uh, I was just, I just, I was just trying to say, like, 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 like American and just like emphatically not Southern. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, Michelle, uh, Michelle Obama grew up, uh, she grew up in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's what that. All right. Uh, let's recap this puppy. <sighs> yeah. Uh, and then we'll get back to recapping the Amazing Race. Yeah, some other things. And or regional accents, which yep. is uh, why people tune in. Yep. Uh, Wolverine number four. Um, uh, final thought. I, I almost said Kate Winslet. Uh, it, it makes Paula Dean sound like Kate Winslet. That's not even a contemporary <laughs> reference, and it just felt like too far afield. And hmm. then Michelle Obama's next on my Rolodex. Weird. Um, yeah. Okay. Now let's recap. I'm waiting. Wolverine. Got my notebook. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm the rootinest, dootinest <laughs> Kentuckian here in this here amazing race. I'm finger licking good. You're definitely the rootinest, tootinest <laughs> Kentuckian here in this Cludio. I'm I'm the only Kentuckian <laughs> in this Cludio. 
Uh, Kentucky's a really great place. I dig it, man. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying it's flawless. You know, like Chicago, not not flawless, yep. but a pretty awesome place. Wolverine number four. Wolverine is multitasking on the cover, lighting a cigarette and aiming a crossbow. He seems relaxed and ready for whatever life has to offer, which I think was Paul Mall's slogan in 1982. <laughs> Inside, we move to silhouettes. Wolverine is about to break up a drug deal while giving us some backstory and context. He slices two briefcases, multitasking again, with his razor-keen claws, and tells the baddies that he's coming for Shingen, their boss. Mm -hmm. The bloodletting and silhouettes continue all over Tokyo, and Shingen is beginning to take notice. Yeah. If it weren't his underlings informing him, then surely the Amazon Prime two-day delivery of a ninja <laughs> outfit and a note with the word tonight written on it sealed the deal. Wolvie has amassed a massive cache of ninja weapons, including one thing that almost looks like, but technically isn't, a swastika. Well, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, but swastikas are a big deal. <laughs> this, <Yeah>. thing, <laughs> this thing is not a swastika. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was, eh, Kyle, whatever, mm -hmm. man. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it's not really a swastika. It's, it, it's actually going counterclockwise or whatever clockwise. Yeah. You know, different, uh, different thing. It looks, sort of, it looks sort of swastic-ish. It's like a cross with like little bits of uh, stuff on it. Yep, I see anyway. it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. Also, Jewish star. Oh, Jewish star. Wow, it's got really mixed, mixed messages. So, um, well, yeah, okay. So, like, I, I don't, know, I don't know that there's meant to be like all sorts of uh, you know, Semitic Is or anti-Semitic uh... visual. <laughs> okay, symbolism, um, visual metaphors. Yeah, you, you meant to do like the judges. Like, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Meanwhile. Mariko is asking her ancestors for guidance on what to do next for the Yoshida clan. Also, meanwhile, Yukio is slaughtering ninjas to gain entry into Castle Shingen. They opt not to slaughter her and instead catch her in a net. Like, easily. Like, I mean, it wasn't a big deal at all. She's been a pretty thorough badass for quite a while, and she got easily trapped in a net. Anyway, Yukio is brought before Shingen, who challenges her to a fight while his daughter watches because A, Shingen is a giant dick, and B, we can't kill Yukio because we want to see more of her. Right. Shingen starts to beat the shit out of her, though, until his guards radio that they're getting severely killed by Wolverine. And I mean <laughs> killed. Like, killed. <laughs> I count at least 15 smoking hand corpses on page 13. <laughs> It's almost showdown time, but first, Mariko's husband needs to out-dick Shingen by pointing a gun at Mariko when Wolverine arrives. Wolverine takes a bullet, but Noburo takes some knives and reacts with a look that suggests either impending death or constipation. Yeah, he <laughs> was like, Arr! It's the former. <laughs> and saving Mariko's life means that Yukio's scales are balanced for having killed Asano. And now... We get the sweet, sweet sword fight rematch that we've been waiting for since the first issue. It's super cool and is even enough for me to overlook Claremont's quarter-assed, quarter-given trope. In fact, we get three pages where Frank Miller's art takes center stage. It's fierce. It's bloody. It's brutal. And it ends with Wolverine's eyes going red, the onomatopoeia of a snit, providing the only sound to Shingen's death. <laughs> Let that marinate for a moment there. <laughs> okay. Mariko arrives. Wolverine's inner dialogue reveals the stakes, but they're all on Mariko. Everything rides on what she does next. 
and she gives the honor sword to Logan. Of course she does. He has proven himself. Mm. Another silhouette, and we shift to the familiar locale of Westchester County, New York. All the X-Men are reading an invitation to the wedding of Lady Mariko and Logan. Our story will pick up in the pages of the X-Men. There we have it. There we have it. I, yeah. was, I was excited to see them all at the end. I felt like I sort of missed them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I was delighted, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing... Nothing about Frank Miller drawing the X-Men... Or rather, drawing Wolverine feels weird to me. It was like, whoa, he's drawing the X-Men. And... They look like the X-Men because Frank Miller knows how to draw shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they definitely look like the X-Men. Like, yeah, I, I, I got a charge out of that. That was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. So what do we think? This issue and the story as a whole. So I, th- I think that, I mean, I think this issue is cool. I like all the fighting scenes. Yeah. Um, I like the art in this one. I like the art in all of them. Yeah. Um, Lynn Varley did do the colors in this one. Glennis Ween had been doing them, but Lynn Varley, uh, Frank Miller's soon-to-be wife, uh, but also soon-to-be frequent, more importantly, soon-to-be frequent collaborator, did the colors on this one. There seem to be a lot of female colorists. I'm not... Or does that just sure seem that, that way to me? Um, that's a good question. Is it to do uh, with their small I, hands? That's, that's, that's chauvinist. But quasi-related to that... There are a lot of uh, female editors in film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thelma Spoon, Spoonmaker. God damn it. Um, anyway, um, Scorsese's frequent editing partner, mm-hmm. Thelma, last name I'm, I'm butchering, yeah. <laughs> um, who, who's amazing. Like, like has won Academy Awards and, and ought to. Yeah. Uh, she's a really, really great editor. There are a number of uh, good um, female editors in film. Uh, here's why. Because, because God damn it. <laughs> You're missing the comical thing that I'm doing to indicate small hands also. Yeah. yeah. And the comical Listeners thing, the comical that, thing is comical. like, it's, it's rated G, the comical yeah, no, thing. Yeah, it's not hands. like a dirty comical thing. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. No, it's just an annoying speed bump. <laughs> it is. To that I'm hitting story. when talking yeah. about pop culture. Why? Um, in the early days of film, uh, editing the, the film was just largely about... You know, cutting the stuff with scissors, right? <laughs> and they had these sort of assembly line processes where where they would, I, I think they just had like cut multiple copies and so forth, um, and they had women do that because it was viewed as very low skilled work, probably adjacent to sewing and shit like that. So like, eh, you know, just have the women do it, um, and some of them eventually get to the point where like, you know, nobody's paying attention. I'm gonna cut it like this. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> like it's better, and uh, but also they, they were just they, they had an in there. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I knew that. Too. Weirdly, I feel like I knew that from uh, the probably from living with me. But <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they talked about that in. Um, it's not the first time I've mentioned it. Is, is why I say that. But. I want to say in the in the Coen Brothers movie Hail Caesar, didn't they talk? They had Frances McDormand. She was a yes editor. And yes, somehow that's correct. Yeah. Right, and, and there I was think, a conversation about women doing editing stuff. There? I think, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe, maybe that's where I got the idea that it had to do with their hands. Oh my God. Um, <sighs> but um, yeah, I, I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah. But issue is in there. Um, I mean, at a minimum, it is a nod to the fact that that, that women played this this really uh, significant and for many many years Invisible. unsung yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, part because like, editing a film. Is a big deal. Yeah. Um, okay. And um, 
In terms of color, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's right. a good, so so um, Lynn Varley is one of the few colorists whose name I know, just because she's so, so good. Um, this issue, like, it, it's great, but yeah. it does not suggest just how amazing she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she works with Frank Miller on um, a title that he did for DC called uh, Ronin, mm-hmm. uh, which is really fantastic. I don't have those anymore. I had, you know, all six issues of that. I would love to have a trade paperback of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just really, really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and she worked with him on Dark Knight Returns. Um, both of those are among the best examples of color yeah. <laughs> use of color in comics ever yeah um okay but now i'm curious who like other other, other colors female? Are. i don't know for some reason i feel like every time i look on during our time reading yeah. these um it's often a female colorist yeah we established last week that i don't know whether glennis is a male or female I'm sure name. it's a female name yeah uh, i know that terry oh, terry austin's an inker but terry is a man yeah, Glenn is a male name in, yeah. you know, Wales or Ireland or wherever. Oh, those are those places where they spell names wrong. They spell Jeff with a G-E-O-F-F and then do... <laughs> so I would like assume, kind of, yeah. based on that, I would assume that Glynis is a female name. Like Glenn with a superfluous a, I in there. Yeah. It would like 12 superfluous letters. It's oh, the weird. British. Yeah. Uh, uh, one... one <laughs> I, I'm... I'm on record as being a, a pretty shameless Anglophile, but that doesn't stop me from seeing flaws where they exist. Uh, on Twitter today, somebody said, like, oh, it's, nothing is funnier than trying to watch Americans uh, pronounce Worcestershire or Worcester, fine. Um, yeah. Like, that's funny. Yeah. You know what's hilarious? The fact that you guys can't fucking spell. <laughs> the fact that you've got, like, eight unnecessary consonants and some silent vowels. A silent fucking vowel. Just leave it out of the word, Okay. <laughs> W O O S T E R. You invented the fucking language. <laughs> Learn how to spell it. <laughs> oh, these Americans are so funny. Yeah, okay, great. I'm going to kick your ass all the way to Worcester, Massachusetts. How about that? I'm reminded of uh, Germans saying squirrel. That's hilarious. Yeah, which is okay. hilarious. If you yeah. haven't seen a video of Germans, or frankly, uh, Americans saying the German word for squirrel, which is. Oh, I don't know what it is. Hilarious as well. The German the word German for squirrel, squirrel is. Einhundchen. Einhundchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And, yeah, that's uh, a little tricky. Yeah, it's a tricky. It's like a double umlaut <laughs> word, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then the C-H-E-N at the end can be a little tricky, too. So, yeah. Both of those things yeah. are hilarious. You know what's not funny at all? This patter that we're having. <laughs> no, no. This th- conversation. No, this is great. Okay. Um, I mean, you can change the <laughs> subject. <laughs> This is this conversation. What's not funny at all? Were you under the misapprehension that this conversation was meant to entertain anybody other than the two of us? No, I mean, nobody's listening. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Carry no, on. No. Uh, what, I, what, what is not funny at all is um, listening to American try to pronounce the two different flavors of L in Russian because they sound exactly the same. They don't sound the same. <laughs> what is funny? <laughs> Is watching you make that face. They sound <laughs> completely different. It's the difference between l and l. <laughs> okay, okay, those are so, two different sounds. L, l. Okay, cool. Say the word school bus with with both l with with the different school l. bus. That's yeah, an school English bus. word. No, I know, but like it, it, it's you know, there's only one letter for l. But you say okay. school bus with like Russian L1 and then Russian L2. Okay, so Russian L1, I think, is school bus. Wow. Okay, and Russian L2 is school bus. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, they do sound different. They sound different. I, I, I know they do, but but also, um, just just. <laughs> I think what Russian speakers need to know is that, like, non-Russian, like, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like, like, oh, that's adorable. Oh, they think they've got a, they, they think they've got a language where the, where those two L's matter. They matter. <laughs> right. Uh, they matter. I'm going to ask my dad to like think of words. Oh, where, don't, like, oh good the... heavens, don't. No, no, he'll, 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 he'll lose it. Whatever shred of respect he has for me. <laughs> where like the difference in the pronunciation of that L is like the difference between, like, yeah. cheese. And I'm shagging your wife. That doesn't really speak to a language that is effective in communicating. Because <laughs> I want to know, like, like the you know the tribes, uh, like on the Volga, who are like, uh, "Hey, could you pass me that cheese?" Uh, and, and, and like everybody, I guess, is shagging everybody else's wife <laughs> and making cheese. And so, the, really- hey, could you hand me that cheese? Uh, uh, she's 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 in the hut. Go go have at it. <laughs> Russians are really into both of those things. Cheese and wife shagging. <laughs> yes. Anyway, wait, 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 cheese, cheese and adultery. I think cheese and adultery. Uh, I like one of those two things. What we're into. <laughs> yeah, I, I like right. cheese. Anyway, okay, Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, fine. We'll talk about this. Going. <laughs> Look, yeah, I was having fun there. I mean, I was too, but yeah. you know, I uh, wanted okay, to make cool. sure that our listeners were also having fun. Because we care about our listenership. We do. We care about our listenership. <laughs> Listenerhood. <laughs> um, uh, what, what, what do we want to... Weirdly, I feel like I have very little left to say about this uh, four-issue series i i don't have loads more either yeah um one thing i will note uh, in this one i think we finally get to claremont's uh dialogue and, and narrative spilling outside like the, it, yeah, filling in the corners. That, yeah. yeah uh yeah that, these, these somehow yeah. have like they spend a lot of time on the fighting and on the art and that, yeah. that means like they t- actually you know, this story could have been told conceivably in, I mean, I'm not saying that it should have been, yeah. but it could have been compacted down to, you know, two and like really maybe even one. Um, I'm not saying that it would have been as good. I, I, I'm going to quibble with that. I think that... Two for sure. I disagree. No. I, I'm, I think the comic, Wolverine number four, uh, it's fine. Uh well, we easily the issues could have been cut down, or like our podcasting of the issues. Well, our podcasting of the issues for sure, but we've already talked. Definitely could have been Precisely. cut down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the issues could have been cut in terms of like, you don't think so? No. In terms no. of comparing it, like the scope of one of the, you know, it's like, and I, I mean, I, I, I like when things tell a very small story in yeah. a lot of detail. That's not something that I usually, and I don't yeah. have any complaints about that here. I just mean for the format, you know, if if they had been able to look forward to. A time when the two of us were going to be doing this podcast, <laughs> they, Which, yeah. they might have thought that you know podcasts had not been invented when uh, this happened. Actually, that's not true. More than that, in a minute that each issue might not get you know forty-five minutes of chat with one person who knows a lot about it and somebody else who's just kind of yeah. an observer. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the, um, you're aware, and yeah. you won't be surprised when I say that that was not foremost in the minds of, of the creators. When the um, uh, when everything was plotted and, and uh, so forth, um, in terms of the, I, I think four issues was fine for this. Uh, there, there was not really any padding. 
the each issue reads fast because there is a lot of uh, a lot of movement, a lot of action. That doesn't want narrative. Um, the trick with comics is they're much much closer to cinema than they are to uh, pictureless narrative, which I guess is what we call books. Books. Right. books. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, for me, who's yeah. reading a bunch of uh, uh, there are pictures and magazines. Um, I mean, there are pictures and picture books, but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pictureless, pictureless, pictureless narrative, or as <laughs> as grownups call them, books. books. Um, the uh, what was this in? So, if this were a movie, these four issues, it would be like an hour and forty minutes, an hour and forty five minutes. Right. That fight with Shingen, which our eyes can take in pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. That lasts a lot longer yeah. on film. So what they're doing with, with the issue count and the narrative and, and, and everything else, they so okay, this is like a one hour, 40 minute, one hour, 45 minute movie. movie right. Here's how you have to do that. And um, I mean, writing a fight scene um, narratively without pictures <laughs> is like, it, it's really hard. I'm sure. And, yeah. and I mean, most of the ones that, that I've read... Well, A, they don't do it. B, it's boring. Yeah. Um, there's one exception to this, and that is Robert B. Parker. Mm. This is you know more genre fiction, but B. Parker's a good writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, it's like the second or third of his books, um, he has a fight scene where, yeah, it lasts a while. Mm. Uh, that's really hard to do. Yeah, no, it's hard to do. I mean, I yeah. and I'm struggling to think of any other book that I've read, and I read tons of genre fiction, yeah. um, where there is like a physical fight scene, like mili- like if you're on the deck of the Star Trek Enterprise, say, yeah, I've just been you're reading some space space fight scenes. But yeah. those they have to uh, narrate the mechanics right. of what's happening. You know, you know, shields are down to thirty percent and all right, that right, shit. Right, right, right. Um, Trying to write a, a physical encounter is tough. Actually, Robert E. Howard is not bad at that. Hmm. Uh, Robert E. Howard wrote uh, Conan, uh, but even those those are pretty short. Um, yeah, I can't think of yeah. having read anything recently that had physical fight scenes in it. Right. I mean, I mean, part of that is uh, you know the type of books that you're reading. But but like me, I you know I read genre shit. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I also read. Legit books too, but uh, um, yeah, I, I, they don't happen all that much. Whereas in in movies, I mean, I mean, my God, try to name a movie that we've seen in the past three weeks that doesn't feature <laughs> doesn't people happen. getting punched in the face, <laughs> uh, because it's way easier to do that in a, in, in a film. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, legit. Like even even last night, like Aguirre the Wrath of God, <laughs> movie that we watched. Even though at first I thought you were joking about wanting to watch it, we're we're. We're going to be seeing more of those. Huh, okay. I mean, I'm watch... fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like, is he okay? It's like, I'm going to watch this. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know, yeah. the... I rarely don't want to watch something unless it's horror. That's the only, you know. Yeah, I want to watch more. Oh, man. There's a, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a movie that I saw a preview for it like a year ago. It's been pandemic delayed uh, that I totally want to like Sister Maria or some shit like that. 
Um, That's the only genre that I, you oh, know. baby. But yeah, when you said that, I was like, I want, yeah. You're, I think he's joking. Maybe he's joking. Maybe no, we're no, really no. going to watch this weird movie about, yeah, I mean, it was cool. Like, it was kind of a bummer, but. It was a drag. Yeah. It was a drag. I, it, well, you guys were all Tomatora-ing uh, today. You upstairs. watched it again. Not all of it. I watched, like, the last 45 minutes yeah. because I slept through a bunch of that. Yeah, I did, too. Did uh, I miss anything meaningful or was it just more of, you know, more, it's more better, suffering? Well, I mean, it's all suffering, but. Um, <laughs> The, the the final scene has way more impact if you didn't wake up like seven minutes before it <laughs> happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, it builds and builds. Um, uh, I read I read uh, Ebert's review of that this morning. That film has a really strong reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, if I saw it in the seventies, uh, it would probably still be blowing my mind. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I but, mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, it, it, in a way that you enjoy movies that are kind of a bummer and make you happy that you don't have to invade places or conquer people and, yeah. you know, feel lucky for your comfortable suburban life. Um, well, hang on a minute, because <laughs> uh, although although it is meant to be grounded in, in, in a realistic historical uh, environment, the, the film is not really about, like, hey... The Amazon is. I mean, it is partially about that uh, because because Herzog often just highlights the fact that uh, you know, humans and nature are not necessarily expected to coexist peacefully. Right. Uh, so I mean, it's sort of about that. Um, but but more than that, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's meant to focus on on the character yeah. Aguirre, which is actually where I. I kind of lost it right, because right. although Kinski's performance is really amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I'd never, I don't, I'm pretty sure I've never seen him in a goddamn thing. I've never seen that guy in anything before. I'm pretty sure as well. Yeah. And, and but at, at the beginning of the movie, before I fell asleep, it seemed like he was sort of the only one that was sane. But then when I woke yeah. up towards the end, he was clearly fucking crazy yes <laughs> oh so, he's yeah. crackers yeah so it was like i, I yeah. would have been curious to watch the middle and see when that happened you know he yeah. i think you know, at first it sort of seemed like he was the only one that had like a realistic view of the dangers that they were yeah. uh, were up against um yeah that's fair actually maybe i, gosh, I want to watch it like yet again <laughs> because um i kind of missed that transition it, it seemed like he started off crazy mm-hmm. and, and that's where it didn't quite work for me um the character in the perform, rather the performance is is amazing. Um, Klaus Kinski, also uh, maybe a couple sandwiches short of a picnic. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how much you know about kind of the backstory to that Nothing. film. Yeah. Um, but uh, Herzog uh, and Kinski, like they were kind of literally at each other's throats mm-hmm, the whole what during filming yes All right, yes okay. and and that's not their only film that they that they made together but um i mean they had some actual violent confrontations <laughs> um like a little set violence yeah yeah i mean because because herzog also i mean he he right now is he's like in his jack nicholson late period phase where <laughs> yeah. he is aware of the fact that everybody uh thinks he's, <laughs> he's insane yeah right um and so he, he he's just kind of um, yeah he's, he's going his, his persona is kind of self aware, yeah. um, but it, it, he was he was a little bit nuts. Um, Kinski is completely around the bend, <laughs> and they disagreed on like how to portray 
Aguirre's craziness. <laughs> and um, yeah, so uh, Herzog has a documentary uh, about his relationship with Kinski. Yeah. Uh, and I think at one point he says kind of semi-seriously that, that like, like he, he plotted to kill him. <laughs> And, and, and yet that they, they really, I think, valued their collaboration. <laughs> Weirdly. Um, okay. As one does. Yeah. Backstory for, uh, for, uh, Aguirre, the Wrath of God. Why were we talking about, we're talking about that. Oh yeah. Cause like just last night we, we see a, a film Fighting that scenes. has, that has violence. Yeah. Friday night, it, it's Casino Royale. Yeah. Uh, where the kids lose interest when, when people are not getting the shit. Right. Right. Yeah. They like the fighting bits, but the other stuff was a little. I found that the plot of that to be like for a twelve-year-old to be a little convoluted. I, I, I mean, you, I, I, mean, I mean, definitely, like, yeah, definitely check with them. You know, if you have the question, not with a leading question, like, "Hey, was that confusing?" Uh, it's like, "Hey, did you enjoy that?" Um, the first James Bond movie that I saw was for your eyes only, and I thought it was fucking great. Uh, I saw it again like later, and it's like. Oh, that's what that was all about. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like, saying that they needed shit, to understand like, he's, the he's traveling all the, over the world and like there are these hot women and there's action and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, they don't need oh, to understand, yeah. you know, the fine points of like a uh, short selling airplane stock or insurance fraud or whatever exactly. else was happening yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or both. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think they just lost interest because after uh, Bond literally gets his balls broken. <laughs> <laughs> like the, it's it's all about the romance with. Uh, they didn't uh, like the romance. There was a little, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. It, it didn't quite work for me either. Yeah. Uh, it's watching that that film again. Um, so the second, at least the second time, possibly the third time I've seen that. Uh, there's some stuff about it that I really like, and some others that me you know, didn't quite work yep. for me. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, Wolverine. We liked it. Uh, <laughs> I love this the series. I'm very very happy that we read it. I'm super excited to be back with the rest of the. Yeah. Of the X-Men. Um, cool. You know, I like Wolverine, but he's sort of a, you know, he's a heavy character. <laughs> you know, he's like being in his headspace for four yeah. weeks has felt sort of heavy. Mm. Mm. And, and longer than that, because we skipped a week. Because we, we skipped, skipped a week. Actually, it's been like six weeks. Yeah, it's been a long time. We skipped yeah, a week. We and this... also, we took a week to talk about Wolverine and right, Spider-Man. Right, Spider-Man. Right, right. Yeah. Um, the, so, so the character of Wolverine... Um, this is, in my view, as good as it gets for the character. Right. Does he actually get married? Or do I have to wait to find out? This is as good as it gets for the character. Gotcha. Um, I, I think I mentioned this uh, in an earlier episode. Frank Miller had no interest in the character. He thought that he was just really one note, yeah. uh, really shallow. Um, the reason why this thing exists, I, I knew that uh, uh, Miller and, and Claremont talked about it on a car ride. It, this is trivial amount of additional backstory but, but it, it helps for me they were driving from san diego comic-con to la and they okay. hit traffic all right so like they were they hit traffic oh, for two hours yep. yeah they hit traffic for like two hours and so they were talking about this character and and, and miller you know, very candidly said uh you know wolverine just doesn't do it for me you know, yep. all that he is like he's just he's just violent and edgy mm-hmm. uh which was why i didn't care for the character right um because yeah anyway um but this this was a great way to present it. Yeah. And, and it was good enough for, for uh, Frank Miller to get interested in. And then I'm sure Clement said uh, his girlfriend is, uh, is is Japanese. Ooh, Japanese, really? Because uh, I'm Frank Miller and now I can draw like nunchucks and shit. <laughs> was, the, Fighting was, stars that look like swastikas. Looks sort of like swastikas, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Miller was really, really interested uh, in that. Um, quick 
aside about uh, Frank Miller, because, uh, you know, I finished reading Marvel Comics, The Untold Story mm-hmm. by uh, Sean Howe yesterday. Um, I'm pretty sure that I knew this, but um, he lived in Manhattan, uh, loved New York. He's from Vermont, but mm-hmm. he moved to moved to New York uh, when he was, you know, call it like 1920, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. like that. Um Love the city, but he eventually had a kind of a kind of a Charles Bronson type relationship with it, and and he is you know kind of really on the the vigilante, uh, you know edgy edgy side of things. Like he got mugged twice. Oh my god! <laughs> right, and uh, he's like like you know, after that happened, I mean, he he like he is the cliche of you know conservative. Right, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost enough to make you a Republican. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and one final thing about uh, about mugging anecdotes. Um, I worked with a guy in Chicago uh, who got mugged. Oh. <laughs> I, I saw him at work the next day. Uh, he it was like a Thursday, Wednesday night. There was a bar where he would go and he would play like like bootleg hippie music, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like disco biscuits and shit like that. And so the, you know, like the, the person who mugged him. And this is like in Lincoln Park because that's where muggers go because right. that's where the uh, the tipsy yuppies with the uh, the wallets. Was live. it a live one? That was the name of a bar that. Uh, that's where he was. Yeah, yeah a live <laughs> one. Yeah, so like like about a block away from a live one, somebody I don't know what sort of weapon. Like I think a gun. Jeez. Let's say a pit. Yeah. Oh, you're shocked that there are guns in Chicago. I'm not shocked. Yeah. I'm just I'm sad yeah, it, for him because yeah, that must correct, have been correct. terrifying. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Like I would have shit myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, and and he was he was pretty well composed uh, the next the next day, but. <laughs> So he said, you know, so he had like a, a large uh, cache of CDs right. that, that he'd been like, you know, that he just burned from from whatever, just bootleg uh, concerts. And so <laughs> when he says like, so you know, like, like the credit cards, like, you know, cancel them, I don't get them reissued and whatever. It's like, what really, what really irritates me. I had like 200 CDs in that case. And I don't think that that dude is into the string cheese incident. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's sad. Yeah. Imagine this poor mugger, like, oh man, all these CDs, like, you know, I'll get 50 cents a piece for them, something like that. And it opens up, what the fuck? (laughs) Hippie music. No one's ever heard of any of this stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what any of this shit is. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What what, what else? What else? Yeah, I see you looking at the time. I am looking at the time. We've got more time to fill. We've got more time to fill. We have a little more time. And we're going to continue to riff on pop culture and or mugging and or Werner Herzog. And or the Amazing Race, Wir which Herzog. you should watch. Werner Herzog um, ist in uh, München um, aufgewachsen. All right, yeah. Werner Herzog uh, grew up in Munich. Well, actually, he grew up. Brother, he, he was like born in Munich, but when he was like four or something, moved to rural Bavaria to escape the bombing. Oh yeah, well, that, yeah. that happened there. Yep, that did happen yep. there. Uh, <laughs> Possibly my grandfather who was dropping bombs on him. Urban improvement courtesy of the RAF. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <clears throat> or, or as uh, a, a buddy of mine uh, in, in Germany referred to, like 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 Mannheim or something like that, the the unplanned urban re- yeah. redevelopment. <laughs> redevelopment, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah sudden unplanned urban redevelopment. <laughs> Didn't he say courtesy of the RAF? That was somebody, somebody from else. The, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 you will find that the RAF is responsible for this. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, <laughs> yes, World War Two is pretty damn funny. Uh, uh, just ask Hogan's Heroes. 
Uh, the Amazing Race. That's what I was going to tell our, our, our listener to uh, watch The Amazing Race. You with, did that last week. With their children. Last week, you, you I had already that talked same about suggestion. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Watch we, The Amazing Race. Do we want to say more you, about The Amazing gives Race? Gives you, uh, you know, examples of all sorts of both good and bad uh, relationships, dating relationships. A <laughs> uh, lot of jumping off points for conversation with children about that sort of thing. Uh, fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, not too much ugly Americanism. Less... A little bit. A little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely a little bit. But yeah. uh, you know, less than less than I had expected. Yeah. Uh, mostly just uh, if you are a cab driver and you see Phil, <laughs> yeah, just run the other way. Those people like, are cameras, assholes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Rapido. Muy rapido. Yeah. Muy pass, rapido. Pass. Andale. <laughs> um. <laughs> This this is Brazil, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> this is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I We're don't... in a race. Uh... Do we have any other cultural stuff to talk about? Uh, we had a pretty rich vein there of um, not rich vein, you know, middle class vein of um, <laughs> so, but like like art house films. So, um, we're gonna ask our listeners to write in with suggestions about what. Art house classics. Should we watch next? Um, finally, getting getting to the Werner Herzog uh, back catalog. <laughs> uh, Fitzcarraldo, haven't seen that, but uh, maybe um, Jodorowsky, huh? Hmm. El Topo, Magic mm-hmm. Mountain. Sounds We're fun. Do that. Yep. I'm always for it because I can always always fall asleep yes, if it doesn't can. hold my interest. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm always up for a nap on the couch. Jodorowsky, I can't remember, in Jodorowsky's Dune, there's the artist who sees uh, that film. He's, he's, he's British, and I'm not going to do the accent, but he says, so it's a movie, and Jesus walks up to a throne, and he takes a shit, and it turns to gold. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Weird, weird yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> actual weird shit. Yes, actual weird shit. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I want to. I want my mind to be blown. Um, the uh, one of the benefits of reading the uh, Marvel Untold story, mm-hmm. there are some kind of pre-Bronze Age uh, bits that I've not seen. Uh, Warlock is uh, is one of those. Um, it's not what Jim a, Starlin. That's a comic, or that's a movie. It's a comic. All right. Yeah, um, it's not Jim Sterling or Steve Gerber. I'm blanking on the name of uh, of it is. Getting it wrong. Getting it wrong. He's going to keep talking. Looking it up. Looking it up as we speak. Oh, it is Jim Sterling. Okay, it cool. is Jim Sterling. Yep. Colorist is Petra Goldberg. See, uh, Petra is um, Petra Goldberg. Kind of. Kind of all over the place with yeah, that German, name. <laughs> German, German Jewish name. Uh, German Greek yeah. name, Petra. Petra, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, Petra. Trust me. Um, Petra, um, the disciple Peter. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, we we have anglicized that as Peter, but um, uh, his name is uh, Cephas or Simon. Uh, but Jesus referred to him as his rock. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, where that name comes from. Did you learn about that in uh, the Da Vinci Code? No, I did not. <laughs> I learned nothing from the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> Uh, other joking. than that, uh, Ron Howard is a director who's sometimes good and sometimes not. Yeah, The Da Vinci Code was a, was a dumb movie. Yeah, I love you, Tom Hanks. I'm sorry if you're listening. I've you know I have a lot of respect for your work, but yeah. not 
Audrey uh, Tautou is mm. uh, pretty... Looks nice in a dress, yeah, but her yeah. skirt. Did she even wear a dress? No, she wore like a skirt and a trench coat. I mean, coat. whatever. I don't want to... Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ian McKellen also pretty... Um, Pretty blah tepid. on that one. Yeah, yeah, tepid, tepid performance. It, it, every it, it's like everybody everybody who is in that movie like well uh, I guess we're all gonna do this yeah <laughs> so we, we've all here, contracts yeah. and they're gonna be real upset yeah. if we spend eight weeks and not come back with a movie we're all gonna get paid oh one thing I went, wanted to miss sorry yeah, coming yeah. rapid subject change coming back to not a problem. The, issue subject of, might need to be changed yeah wolverine the um the like gun splatter when her husband gets shot is like a little that's rough yeah yeah it's like a little a little a little visually intense it's like yeah. oh that's oh yeah and uh okay so there are others uh like later on Eventually, when Marvel just abandons the comics code, uh, you're going to get stuff that's more violent than that. Yeah. I don't need it, man. <laughs> yeah, no. Th- I don't need anything more violent than that, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's plenty violent. Yeah, the, yeah. the amount of blood in this is is meaningfully high. Yeah. But it also feels uh, kind of realistic that um, there's a heaviness about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, period. Yeah. It's also like, it's a weird... It's like on the next, I'm just flipping through this on the next page. I'm sure that they intended to have Mariko being white, but like, it almost looks like they didn't color it in. Okay. Yeah. So like, so, you know, here, like a slight misstep from Ms. Ms. Varley. Yukio slices through her, her belt, gives it to Wolverine to wrap around his shoulders. Yeah. And then she's in like, just, I don't know. It just feels sort of silhouetted. Yeah. And Um, I don't know if that's intention. Like it doesn't, it doesn't look intentional, but maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah, that's, that's maybe a slightly, you know, a, a tiny bit off. And he wears that, like, weird uh, belt thing around his shoulders for the whole rest of the time, or for a while at least. Yeah. Yeah, lots of cool art. Lots Love of the cool, panel design. Cool fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to next week to be reunited with my friends. Sorry, did I just touch something? No, you didn't touch oh, okay. anything. Uh, you you might have made a noise, but the, oh, okay. that's fine. I love uh, Colossus's like sort of Charlie Brown yeah. sweater. <laughs> yeah, just like they all uh, look so happy. They're all together. Yeah, look. Yeah. Col- and there's like this little note about like, don't forget to bring the beer. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Beer's pretty easy to. I've never been to Japan, but uh, I think beer's pretty easy to come by. Um, but whatever. Like like that's that's you know. yeah, charming. Yeah, they, yeah, that's like Logan is is rock and roll because you know he he drinks beer. Um, Cyclops' hair is off too. Actually, um, I don't want to end by uh, nitpicking Linverly's coloring because for the most part it's it's really fantastic. Um, we'll call. Oh yeah, he's like lighter haired, isn't he? Yeah, he should be yeah. lighter haired than that. Uh, awesome, awesome. That's not a headband. What do you call that uh, that Aurora's wearing? Hat. I guess, yeah, or like a scarf, maybe. It's hard to yeah, tell. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Like I can't cool... describe. I don't know how to describe clothing that is not a, that is not pants or a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I lack the vocabulary <laughs> to uh, to identify those things. I'm, but I'm anyway, sad that you didn't great. that you didn't do the dress up thing for today's uh, today's amazing race. Speaking of uh, amazing race, yes, yes, the daughter did a, uh, a, a an amazing race around her house. Uh, you're sad that I didn't do the dress up yeah, thing. I am not fun. sad. <laughs> I know it would have been hard for you to fit into the shoes. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> it's because you've got big feet. Uh-huh. Why do you... What, I mean, like, like I want to ask you why you wanted me to do the because the dress up was like a skirt. It was your skirt. Um, I want to ask you why you wanted me to do that, but I don't want you to answer. No, I just would have been curious to see like what you did with the things that you could like. You don't have your ears pierced, oh, fair so enough. you yeah, couldn't okay, have put fair. on earrings, and like you don't yeah, wear yeah. a size nine and a half lady shoe like I, I do. Not. So no, I don't. Um, anyway, yeah. All right, my, my shoes are not mammoth, but uh, no. Anyway. Um, when are we going to watch? The Wolverine. It's a good question. You could uh, you could choose that for your movie next time. Uh, no, we, we, I think it's it's not going to be uh, uh, kid appropriate. Oh, okay. It's okay. like sort of borderline. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll also, I don't even know if it's any good. Yeah, uh, we'll find out. I, I hear like it's it's sort of you know kind of kind of we'll sort of find out good. and report back if it's any good. We can watch it one tonight. of these evenings. We could watch it tonight. Yeah. I'm kind of missing the Expanse though. You saw it on Thursday. I know. Anyway, wow. Yeah, two nights away from the Expanse, and you got a. I like it. Hey, we watched uh, a movie like Friday and two movies in, in in just as many days. Ooh, that's uh, that's it's like like I finished reading that book yesterday. It's like the third book I've read in five or six weeks, which for me is like a breakneck pace. Very exciting. I'm yeah. almost feeling like you know kind of human. Yeah. Lately. <laughs> Because I need to read more. Yes, reading Rather, more is a good. It's a good goal. That isn't true. I need to enjoy reading more. Because yep. I, you know, like, I read a shit ton, but I, I'm not always enjoying it. Mm. Yeah. All right. I enjoy this. I enjoy this too. Right, you get the, you get the last word. Last Take word. Uh, thanks for listening. We've enjoyed this Wolverine uh, uh, detour with with all y'all. <laughs> we'll see you next week. I mean, if I if I say if I say like Meshuggah, then you get to say y'all. So, there we have it. Uh, okay, All next right. week back in Japan yep. and back with the X Men. Japan, 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 Japan. Thank you for listening to the X Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa. 